0: You got cooking? How about cooking something up with me? Let's stir it up, boys. Welcome to the Boyd Seafood Outdoor Cooking Show, a weekly excursion into the fine art of preparing the world's most popular recipes under an open sky and an open flame. Boyd's One Stop is located at the base of the Texas City Dike. Now, here's the old grill sergeant, Randy Hayes. Joy to the world,
1: the Lord is come, let earth receive her King. Yeah, I know it's still a week away, but personally, I believe you can't start celebrating the birth of Christ too soon. So, joy to the world, the Lord is come. By the way, do you know who wrote Joy to the World? No, it wasn't Jeremiah the Bullfrog or Three Dog Night, you wiseacre. It was Handel, as in Handel's Messiah. Yeah, hallelujah, same guy. He strikes me as being a little obsessed with Christmas, don't you think? Not that I have any problem with that, because truth be known, I'm a little obsessed with Christmas too, But especially during Christmas season. Actually, I'm a little obsessed with Jesus. And I know some of you don't share that passion, but I make no apologies for it. Back when I was a young man, I was what folks called a Jesus freak. You know, a heavenly hippie. Yeah, I was a long-haired rock and roll radio disc jockey, but I just happened to also love Jesus. I wasn't ashamed of it back then, and I'm not ashamed of it now. So joy to the world. The Lord is come. You know, a lot of people think the line is the Lord has come, but that's not true. It's the Lord is come. And I think there's a good reason for that. The birth of Christ is not just a historical event. It's an ongoing event. I look at the birth of Christ as something that's part of our everyday fabric of life. In fact, I think it unfolds in new and different ways all the time. Look, God revealed himself to me in very surprising ways. People, places, things over and over again in my life. Uh, so much so that uh, I'm no longer shocked when it happens. I just kind of smile to myself and say, Hello, Lord. Good to see you again. <laughs> no, really. I've come to expect the unexpected because it's happened so many times for me. Y- you know, people talk about Christmas time being a season of wonder and joy, but for me, every day is a day of wonder and joy because I'm blessed to enjoy a deep and abiding faith in God. I feel his presence in my life all the time. So yes, I agree Christmas is a season of wonder and joy, but I can honestly say that I feel that way almost constantly. Joy to the world. And let me emphasize, I don't mean to exclude people from that wonder and joy just because they don't share my love for the man named Jesus. Jesus is the way I come to God, but if you don't, I refuse to judge you. As a matter of fact, Jesus was the one who insisted that we judge not, so what kind of Jesus freak would I be if I did the very thing he told me not to do? Now, there are plenty of very dedicated Christians who will call me a heretic, you know, for not adopting a more conservative interpretation of our faith, and I respect their feelings just as much as I respect the feelings of people who don't accept Jesus as the Son of God. Everybody's got a right to believe what they want to believe. But we all have to be careful about what we profess to believe, because I believe God will one day judge us for the things we claim to believe. However, those things are between you and God. God will decide whether you were right or wrong, not me. God even told us that he will be the ultimate authority concerning right and wrong, and the last time I looked, God wasn't too happy with people who tried to do his job for him, so I think I'm just going to let God handle those duties. I'm going to try to mind my own business. Again, there are many devoted Christians out there who will take me to task over saying such a thing, but I firmly believe that we humans don't really even come close to understanding God, or how he's going to separate the wheat from the chaff, as the Bible says. Who am I to decide who God will accept into his kingdom and who he won't? Yeah, people will scream, have you read the Bible? And I can calmly answer, yes, I have. In point of fact, I teach the Bible, and if you read the Bible carefully, one fact cannot be denied. God and Jesus both separately and repeatedly warned us to avoid setting ourselves up as a judge over other people and how they approach God. You know, there are millions of people who claim to have a close personal relationship with God, and they may call him any one of several different names, none of which may fall in line with what I call him or what Christians call him. So, if I'm a dedicated follower of Christ, should I scream, well, that's not what the Bible says? Or should I heed the warning of God the Father and God the Son who both tell me to judge not? You know, some would suggest that I'm just being a wishy-washy Christian, and I can accept that. After all, I'm still a moderately moderate moderate, and I'm still (laughs) moderately proud of it. Uh, To that end, I've even delivered a whole series of Bible study lessons for teenagers at church in which I point out that the God of Abraham is the God of the Jews, the Christians, and the Muslims. Now, there are a lot of Jews, Christians, and Muslims who don't want to hear that truth, but that's exactly what it is, according to the Torah, the Old Testament, and the Quran. I even consulted with a few religious experts before I taught that lesson because I didn't want to say something that wasn't backed up with facts, but those are the facts. Look, Jews and Christians freely admit that they both worship the same God, the God of Abraham, but they just disagree about whether Jesus was the son of God. Now, I'll admit that's a pretty important distinction, but the God who told Abraham that he would be the father of many nations is the same God that Christians believe sent Jesus to be the Messiah. I understand that Jews don't share that belief, But even the most orthodox Jews will admit that the God of the Christians is the same God as the God who commanded Abraham to sacrifice his son, his only son, as it says in Genesis, Isaac, and then stopped him from killing his beloved son when it became apparent that Abraham would do as God had told him, no matter how painful it might be. And did you hear the wording? God told Abraham to sacrifice his son, his only son. That sounds a lot like John 3.16 to me. For God so loved the world that he sacrificed his son, his only son. I don't think there's any way a thoughtful person can miss the parallels between those two statements, one in the Torah and the other in the New Testament. The God of Abraham is obviously the God of the Jews and the Christians. But the other part of that equation is a little tougher for many people to accept. Namely, that the God of Abraham is also the God of the Muslims. But again, go to the Torah, the Old Testament, and the Quran, and you'll see the same story about Abraham following God's command to sacrifice his son. But in the Quran, the son is not Isaac, it's Ishmael. And Ishmael wound up traveling to Egypt, where he established his family and his faith, which many centuries later evolved into Islam. Muslims revere Abraham as the father of many nations, the father of their religion, but they don't call him Abraham. They call him Ibrahim. Now, once again, to be clear, many Jews, Christians, and Muslims are very uncomfortable with the concept that the God of Abraham is the God of all three religions, but their own holy scriptures confirm it, and as such, I have a great deal of difficulty believing that Jews and Muslims won't go to heaven, even though they have a close personal relationship with the same God as the God I worship, just because they don't profess Jesus as the Son of God. Now, I know that's going to draw the evangelical ire of many devout Christians, but I can take the heat. After all, I work in the kitchen, the Boyd Seafood Outdoor Cooking Show kitchen. I can take the heat. Bring it. But I'll go back to what I said earlier. Judge not with the words of my Lord and Savior, and I take his words very seriously. Hey, I have no doubt that on Judgment Day, God will look down on me sternly and say, Randy, you know that thing you were so convinced you were right about? Yeah, well, you were wrong. You didn't study the Bible closely enough. You didn't pray and meditate long enough. You just blew it. And this may be one of those things. I don't know. But I'll tell you this much— I'm also very confident in the fact that in the very next minute, Jesus himself will walk up and stand between me and the throne of grace and announce, but he's with me, Father, and he's forgiven. Jesus is the way I come to God. But who am I to judge how another person comes to God? Who am I to do God's job? And why would I stop at Jews and Christians and Muslims? Who am I to decide how the Hindus and Buddhists and the members of any other religion in the world come to God? Yes, I can tell you what the Bible says. And make no mistake about it, I believe what the Bible says. I'm not ashamed to say that. But I think I'll just wait until God himself renders judgment on all those other people before I start acting like I'm God. You know what I mean? So, joy to the world. The whole world. Not just my little corner of the world. It's the season of wonder and joy. And maybe we can't all be Jesus freaks, but at least we can all be heavenly hippies.
0: If your barbecue's gone up in smoke and your cooking reputation is at stake, stick around. The old grill sergeant will be right back with more ideas and advice to make your next cookout sizzle.
1: Boyd's One Stop. The name says it all. If you like seafood, you'll love Boyd's. Conveniently located at the base of the Texas City Dike. Boyd's One Stop has bait, tackle, fresh seafood, and even a restaurant all at 227 Dike Road. If you fish Galveston Bay, Boyd's is the one and only stop for everything you need. There's a reason why they're called the live shrimp capital of Texas, but they've also got lots of finger mullet, croaker, plus fresh dead shrimp, shad, and squid. Plus, Boyd's has tackle galore, ice and ice chests, and cold drinks and snacks. Just need fresh fish for a family seafood feast? The freshest seafood, like table shrimp, live blue crab, and crawfish when in season, is in stock and ready for you at Boyd's. And if you're hungry right now, check out Boyd's Cajun Grill Express right next door with a wide variety of breakfast, lunch, and dinner items like crawfish, oyster po'boys, and fried seafood platters. Boyd's One Stop, the name says it all, 227 Dyke Road at the base of the Texas City Dyke. It's Randy Hames again. Everybody needs a video or a new website or help in managing their social media, and my company, Edgewater Digital, can help. We help small businesses navigate the intimidating world of digital marketing. You've got a business to run, and you don't have time or expertise to build and maintain your website all by yourself, and you certainly don't have time to generate content for it. And when's the last time you had an extra hour or two to manage your company's internet ads or social media accounts? Like never, right? Well at Edgewater Digital, that's what we do. We have a talented web design team who've built a number of incredibly successful websites for companies large. and small. Need content too? No problem. Edgewater can provide copywriting, photography, and videography services to enhance the content on your website, email marketing, or even social media. We're a full-service digital marketing solution with a track record of success. Call us today at 832-500-4272 or see our website edgewater-digital.com. Randy Hames here, proud to introduce you to Belleville Meat Market, just 15 minutes south of Hempstead and 15 minutes north of Seely on Highway 36 in Belleville. My good friends Jared and Marcus Poffenberger operate Belleville Meat Market, an old-fashioned butcher shop with superior products and great customer service. There's always a butcher on site at Belleville Meat Market, and their new processing plant is right next door. Hunters, a computer tracking system will follow your venison, wild hog, or exotics through every step of the process to ensure you get your meat your way. At Belleville Meat Market, you can pick and choose the cuts of beef, pork, or chicken you want, and they feature 28 flavors of pecan smoked sausage. Plus, Belleville Meat Market only uses lean pork in their sausage, so you get more meat and less fat. Tailgaters, drop by on your way to the game and get just what you need to feed your crew. Belleville Meat Market, just 15 minutes south of Hempstead and 15 minutes north of Seely on Highway 36 in Belleville. Visit BellevilleMeatMarket.com or call 979-865-5782. Hey guys, Randy Hames here to tell you about my good friend Rick Allspa at the original Allspa's Hardware and Boutique in Kingwood. I've known Rick for years and he's one of the finest Christian men I've ever met, but he's also got a dynamite hardware store at 2720 West Lake Houston Parkway in Kingwood. The original Allspa's Hardware and Boutique has everything you'd expect to find in a top of the line hardware store, but with the personal service that's missing from the big box stores. The original Allspa's Hardware and Boutique has tools and automotive, lawn and garden, a electrical and plumbing, paint and hardware, all under one roof. But Rick is also an avid backyard chef, so the original Allspa's Hardware and Boutique features a complete barbecue pit house. From gas to charcoal grills to fryers and steamers, they've got it all at the original Allspa's Hardware and Boutique. They even offer grill maintenance and repair. Visit their website, allspas.com, or just drop by and see for yourself. The original All Spas Hardware and Boutique at 2720 West Lake Houston Parkway in Kingwood.
0: Life is simple. Eat, sleep, grill. This is the Boyd Seafood Outdoor Cooking Show. Boyd's One Stop is located at the base of the Texas City Dike. Now, here's the grill father, Randy Haynes.
1: We've decided we're going to call this next segment, Fishing with Fremont, because nobody knows more about fishing and fish than Texas City Dave Fremont of Boyd's One Stop. What's happening down at Boyd's, Dave?
2: Howdy, Randy, and ho, ho, ho. (laughs) So you're doing well, my friend? Doing just fine. Good. And boy, it couldn't be better.
1: Well, talk about that for just a minute. What's going on down there around the Christmas season? Do things change this time of year? It's been one of the longest uh, summer
2: winters on record in a long time. I mean, the, the it has just been warm and warm and warm and and that's been good as far as fishing and and folks coming out to the texas city dike and stopping at boys one stop to get what they need as far as bait and tackle and all that good stuff the uh the warm weather has just kind of extended uh the summer right on into the winter it seems like november was uh Is come and gone without any kind of cool weather. What do you think about that?
1: Yeah, I agree with you, Dave. I'm I'm not big on this global warming thing, but I I do think that it is warmer than when we were kids. Don't you agree? Well, I do, I do, and I I can
2: see patterns where I I used to could count on the weather to trigger the fish to do things, and uh, like the flounder run in the fall, it it usually started like in September when we would have some, you know, some fall weather in September. Well, it's almost unheard of now. Yeah, and I don't know about this global warming stuff either. Uh, I'm not smart enough to try to figure all that stuff out, but it does seem like the summers are longer and the and the winters, if you want to that are shorter
1: i agree with you dave Uh, you mentioned a moment ago that boyds is ready to outfit people with bait and tackle especially if they just need to pick something up quickly before they head out on the texas city dike but you got a lot of other stuff that will help fishermen and women get outfitted and ready to go for a day of fishing but like what well, we're
2: called a bait camp At least that's what I call us still That's the old terminology A bait camp was, was just that It was a little old shack uh, Near the water Or on the water Even floating on the water On pontoons that, Where uh, people would come and, and get their bait They could even pull up by boat If it was out on pontoons But but what we have to offer Is just a, just a big mix of everything From bait and tackle We have a lot of artificial lures Hanging up on the walls For folks that like to fish With artificial And then we have have a mix of rod and reels and plenty of groceries. we got all that stuff in the coolers and sandwiches and this and that, and then good old Boyd's Cajun Grill next door if somebody wants hot food and seafood. Uh, we try to cover all the angles the best we can, Randy.
1: And you've also got ice and ice chests. That would seem like that's pretty important part of fishing, right?
2: Yes, it is. And then we've got some huge ice machines that make, make ice on the spot and uh, really makes it nice uh, for people to be able to just come in and grab what they need and uh, drive right out on the dike and do what you need to do.
1: And you mentioned the bait shop. What did you call it again? A bait what? B- bait camp. Bait camp. Yeah. At Boyd's One Stop, it's got to be the best bait camp on the upper Texas Gulf Coast. And it would be a good idea to drop by Boyd's even if you're fishing somewhere other than the Texas City Dike. you got plenty of bait for freshwater fishing too, right, Dave?
2: Well, uh, freshwater fishing, a eh, little bit different. Most folks now, now I'll back up because, uh, just when I think I got something figured out, I don't, but, uh, the people that catch catfish on the, on the, on the freshwater lakes and in the rivers, a lot of them will use shrimp. I can remember years ago, the original owner, Gene Boyd, way back when I was a kid in high school, he, he had me load up a bunch of shrimp in one-pound boxes, and we froze them up, and then we went up into the lakes around Somerville, Lake Houston, Rayburn, hit the marinas there, and was he was trying to sell shrimp to get some business built up around that way. Uh-huh. And when the people when people opened up the boxes, these one-pound boxes of shrimp, Randy, they would go, oh my goodness, we're not going to fish with this, we're going to eat them. <laughs> <laughs> and, of course, there was nothing wrong with them. Uh, and then Gene, he flipped the page and said, well, of course they're table shrimp, but we like to offer them. They're so cheap. We like to offer them as, as bait shrimp, too. So the next thing you know, it took a while, but but it seemed like the next thing you know, we were selling shrimp like crazy up around the lakes. I mean, we had a route and taking frozen shrimp. So we do have... If you want to call it that, we have some freshwater bait as well, but a lot of folks like uh, old reliable stuff like chicken livers, and they have some brand name stuff like stink bait Charlie and all this (laughs) stuff. that When when you open the lid, you better run for cover, that kind of stuff.
1: (laughs) Well, the highlight of any trip to Boyd's has got to be the fresh seafood market. You mentioned the shrimp. You are the live shrimp capital of Texas. But what kinds of other fish can we buy today and take home to cook for dinner tonight?
2: Well, boys is pretty much exclusive, uh, except during certain times of of the year when things are in season. We may be able to get some uh, red snapper, and then we do have some stuff. uh, We do have uh, frozen catfish fillets, but for the most part, uh, boys is, like you say, we're we're shrimp, shrimp, and shrimp for folks. And then when the oyster season's in, uh, we have a lot of uh, oysters that are already shucked and ready to go.
1: Well, you mentioned shrimp. You've got all different sizes of shrimp. What are we talking about here, my friend? Yeah, on,
2: on, on, as far as our shrimp goes, we like to sell both brown shrimp and white shrimp. And they come in on seasons. The, the shrimp are, you know, they're a live creature. So when when they're in the Gulf, then the shrimpers go for them. So most of the time we have the wild-caught Gulf of Mexico white shrimp. And those are the ones that I, I prefer. I like the most. And, and the big one, or the 912s that we sell most of the time. That means 9 to 12 to a pound. And those are very popular. Those are the ones that I think we probably sell more than any. But then you'll have some 1315s, 1618s, 1921s. Uh, they get smaller and smaller to the pound. Or, you know, 1921 would be a smaller shrimp than a. Than a nine twelve. You just whatever you want to do. If you want to grill them, you want them big because you don't want them going through the grill. <laughs> if you want them smaller for gumbo, then you peel them and you put them in your gumbo, and there you go. So we try to have sizes for everyone's needs.
1: And blue crab is in season right now. So what does your supply look like right now, Dave?
2: It's it's day to day because we sell so much of it. One day I'll, I'll get a call from Ginger who t- who handles uh, all of the crabbers, and she'll say, David, I've got. 30 boxes that we need to move and that's 30 40 pound boxes and so uh, some days we have plenty some days they just fly out of there you think the crabs are growing wings because they just (laughs) i mean we'll put a good we'll put a good sale on them and then boom they're gone especially on weekends but in most cases this time of the year we do have some crabs in stock
1: and Boyd's also has that Cajun Seafood Grill right there on site. You mentioned this a moment ago. So even if you come up with an empty stringer after a day of fishing on the Texas City Dyke, like I usually do, you can grab something for dinner, go home, and be a hero. What's good on the menu at Boyd's Cajun Seafood Grill these days?
2: Believe it or not, crawfish is on the menu. We've been getting live crawfish even in, in December. We even had a little bit in November. So with this warm weather, the crawfish thinks it's summertime, <laughs> And uh, they're coming out of the mud. So we've had some crawfish. We had crawfish uh, just uh, over the weekends and uh, a couple during during the week. Jason told me yesterday, he said, hey, look out. We're probably going to have crawfish all week. I'll be letting you know. And so uh, crawfish. And then we have uh, everything on the menu pretty much. You know, there's the shrimp poor boys. And now and I think there's something even new on the market. I think it's uh, I think it's boudin crawfish Crawfish brood and uh, uh, balls. Now, I'm going to let that go right there. <laughs> but it sounds good though. I was
1: going to say I didn't even know crawfish had balls for crying out loud. <laughs>
2: I knew I could leave that to you. That was an open end <laughs> <in> right there. <laughs>
1: All the seafood you need waiting for you at Boyd's One Stop at the base of the Texas City dike. So, how do we get there?
2: come on down just come on down look it up on the old uh university of google <laughs> thing you know we're we're, two, two, we're 227 Dyke road on the texas city Dyke. if you're coming down 45 or any of the major highways and take the texas city exit and come straight on down uh farm to market 1764 i think it is that's also called palmer highway if you just keep heading straight east you'll run right into Bay Street and the dike is right off Bay Street so it's really easy to find once you can't go any further you're right there at Boyd's One Stop
1: Dave Merry Christmas to you and Jason Cogburn and all the nice folks at Boyd's One Stop and Happy New Year while we're at it love you brother
2: same to you and I thank you so much and wish everyone a Merry Christmas hope it's safe and have a prosperous new year as well and and thanks everyone for coming to Boyd's One Stop we appreciate it because we're nothing but
0: stay patient dinner will be ready right after the smoke alarm goes off Randy will be right back with more smoke and hot tips for you and your old plane right after this short break
1: Hey guys, Randy Hames here to tell you about my good friend Rick Allspa at the original Allspa's Hardware and Boutique in Kingwood. I've known Rick for years and he's one of the finest Christian men I've ever met, but he's also got a dynamite hardware store at 2720 West Lake Houston Parkway in Kingwood. The original Allspa's Hardware and Boutique has everything you'd expect to find in a top of the line hardware store, but with the personal service that's missing from the big box stores. The original Allspa's Hardware and Boutique has tools and automotive, lawn and garden, electrical and plumbing, paint and hardware, all under one roof. But Rick is also an avid backyard chef, so the original Allspa's Hardware and Boutique features a complete barbecue pithouse. From gas to charcoal grills to fryers and steamers, they've got it all at the original Allspa's Hardware and Boutique. They even offer grill maintenance and repair. Visit their website, allspas.com, or just drop by and see for yourself. The original Allspas Hardware and Boutique at 2720 West Lake Houston Parkway in Kingwood. Boyd's One Stop. The name says it all. If you like seafood, you'll love Boyd's, conveniently located at the base of the Texas City Dyke. Boyd's One Stop has bait, tackle, fresh seafood, and even a restaurant all at 227 Dyke Road. If you fish Galveston Bay, Boyd's is the one and only stop for everything you need. There's a reason why they're called the live shrimp capital of Texas, but they've also got lots of finger mullet, croaker, plus fresh dead shrimp, shad, and squid. Plus, Boyd's has tackle galore, ice and ice chests, and cold drinks and snacks. Just need fresh fish for a family seafood feast? The freshest seafood, like table shrimp, live blue crab, and crawfish when in season, is in stock and ready for you at Boyd's. And if you're hungry right now, check out Boyd's Cajun Grill Express right next door with a wide variety variety of breakfast lunch and dinner items like crawfish, oyster poboys, and fried seafood platters. Boyds One stop, the name says it all, 227 Dyke Road at the base of the Texas City Dyke. Hi, friends. Randy Hames to tell you about Cellular and Satellite. Cellular and Satellite are specialists in wireless data plans for businesses. Because they buy in large quantities, Cellular and Satellite can give you a data plan on the same provider you're using today, but at a lower cost. Cellular and Satellite can also combine the two largest wireless providers into a single data plan. Two carriers with better coverage, but only one invoice to pay. If your workforce is international, Cellular and Satellite offers a global data SIM with fixed pricing in over 200 countries. You'll never have to pay international roaming charges again with Cellular and Satellite, and they can handle all your wireless data needs, whether you need 10 or 10,000 data SIMs. So, if you're an IT professional, mobility manager, or business owner, save money and increase your network availability by letting Cellular and Satellite simplify your wireless life. Call Cellular and Satellite today. eight 325511000 or go to cellularandsatellite.com. Randy Hames here, proud to introduce you to Belleville Meat Market, just 15 minutes south of Hempstead and 15 minutes north of Sealy on Highway 36 in Belleville. My good friends Jared and Marcus Poffenberger operate Belleville Meat Market, an old-fashioned butcher shop with superior products and great customer service. There's always a butcher on site at Belleville Meat Market and their new processing plant is right next door. Hunters, a computer tracking system will follow your venison wild hog exotics through every step of the process to ensure you get your meat your way. At Belleville Meat Market, you can pick and choose the cuts of beef, pork, or chicken you want, and they feature 28 flavors of pecan smoked sausage. Plus, Belleville Meat Market only uses lean pork in their sausage, so you get more meat and less fat. Tailgaters, drop by on your way to the game and get just what you need to feed your crew. Belleville Meat Market, just 15 minutes south of Hempstead and 15 minutes north of Sealy on Highway 36 in Belleville. Visit Belleville or call 979-865-5782.
0: Stand back, we've got our grill on. This is the Boyd Seafood Outdoor Cooking Show. Boyd's One Stop is located at the base of the Texas City Dike. Now, here's the grill father, Randy Haynes.
1: Our executive producer and favorite foodie, Greg Berlacher, is up next on the show. How are you doing, my friend? I am doing good. Merry Christmas, Randy. And the same to you. We do not bestow the title our favorite foodie lightly around here, but Greg has more than earned it. He is not a professionally trained chef by any means. Am I getting that right, Greg?
3: absolutely i'm just a cook
1: (laughs) but he's taken plenty of cooking classes is that right greg
3: oh yeah one of my favorite gifts of all times are are cooking classes so always fun to
1: learn and he's got lots of experience cooking both outdoors and indoors plus i i've never thrown a question or a dish at greg for which he has not had a quick and a cogent response. (laughs) Uh, What are your earliest memories of cooking as a child, Greg?
3: I'm probably helping my mom. You know, a real treat for kids our age was licking the, the beaters. (laughs) <laughs> After mom would make a cake, you know, sometimes she wouldn't even turn the blender on, you know. So, <laughs> so uh, I, I just love that. And mom uh, cooked. Uh, she she called it by guess by golly, <laughs> and uh, you know, didn't always have to have a recipe and and just kind of add things until it tasted good. And so I learned kind of by doing and and watching. Uh, and then Boy Scouts, uh, you know, was great where you actually, you have to cook something and sometimes it was pretty miserable.
4: <laughs> so,
3: <laughs> you know, I didn't know that dirt was a. Was the seasoning, but uh, you 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 learn to keep your pots and pans clean. So, uh, uh, but
5: uh,
1: I was going to ask about being a Boy Scout leader, but I had no idea we were going in the direction of dirt. <laughs>
5: <laughs> oh
3: my goodness! It's just you know, cooking over a, a, a real fire uh, is completely different than cooking over a, a propane or gas stove, um, and learning how to cook with a Dutch oven, that's different. And and it was a real good learning experience. So, uh, And especially when you're camping out, sometimes you just don't have the ingredients you need, so you just have to make do.
1: Dirt. so this is one area of outdoor cooking that we just don't talk about enough so explain some of the unique challenges for cooking over what we call an unprotected flame
3: okay well um gosh there's two or three things that come to mind number one how dirty your your pots and pans get with soot
1: we keep coming back to dirt
3: (laughs) (laughs) well you know what, Randy? It, it also makes a great scouring uh, medium. So
4: I guess so.
3: If you, if you forget the, uh, the steel wool scrubbing pads, you know, a handful of dirt and some detergent, and you can make those pots shiny bright again. So, but uh, the, the biggest thing that I learned is to start early because it, it's much easier to cook over some coals that have burned down. And so you need to give that a good 45 minutes, maybe an hour to really get a nice bed of coals. And um, uh, another thing I learned, but that was from watching the leaders is that they'll have two fires. They'll have one fire with logs on it and burning and things like that. And then they'll have their, their uh, griddle or, or uh, uh, you know, pots and pans on, on another uh, uh, over some coals. And then they would take uh, a small shovel and they would transfer the nicely glowing coals from one to the other. Wow. And all the kids were, of course, we were cooking over this raging fire. <laughs> 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 and uh, uh, with some some really thin aluminum pots and pans that were really designed for backpacking. So uh, yeah, it's amazing uh, how we didn't burn something. <laughs> but, yeah, when, when cooking over a, uh, a stick fire, uh, you know, it's something that you need to need to, to start early and let it burn down and it, it's best done when the sun's up mm-hmm. so uh, you really need to start and kind of be aware of what time it is so uh, uh, but now everybody uses charcoal and and propane and things like that but uh, cooking over over open fires is uh, still a real treat it, it just I think it tastes better
1: a lot of people enjoy cooking out on the beach. But I've always wondered, how do you control an open fire in such a windy atmosphere? You got any tricks you can offer us there?
3: We did. I learned from one of the best, Pastor Wayne Jarvis, who I worked with for several summers at a Christian Camping Association. Uh, He didn't use the open fire, but he used uh, bags of charcoal. And he would lay the, the bags out. We would get down not in the water, but you know, maybe 100 feet from the water where the sand was nice and firm, not all dusty. And then he would lay it out and take a, a shovel and dig a hole uh, exactly the width of, of a bag of charcoal, and he would bury that. And then with the sand he'd take out of the hole, he'd build a little dam on the windward side uh-huh. so the wind would blow up and over the fire, not into the fire. And then he'd lay a grate down, and then he would he would cut the bag open with his pocket knife and light the charcoal, and then we'd lay some uh, some pipes across from one side to the other and put grills on it, and it was remarkable. Kept every bit of the sand out, and uh, we, we lived on the beach. One summer, we lived on the beach for three straight weeks. Wow. We had one freshwater shower a day, but before you cook anything, you take a... Uh, paper towel with water, and you wipe out the skillet just to make sure there's no grit. And yeah, you can actually do it, but but charcoal by far was uh, a much easier medium to cook with um, down on the beach.
1: I told you, I've never thrown this guy a curveball he couldn't hit out of the park. That's incredible. <laughs> okay, let's move indoors now, Greg. Christmas parties are everywhere. What dishes do you recommend for one of those, you know, cock potato style parties where everybody walks around and eats finger food
3: i would do something in the oven where you can cook a lot uh you can put it in the oven it takes 30 40 minutes you can start decorating the table doing things like that um of course you know charcuterie type. <laughs> yeah <laughs> Or are so popular these days with meats and cheeses and 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 things like that. And yeah, uh, charcuterie. It's funny how I hear it pronounced, Charcuterie. So, uh, uh, <laughs> oh my goodness, you're going to make me laugh.
1: Sorry, I'm from Texas. We just call it finger food.
3: <laughs> Isn't it funny that they've made a lunchable? of uh, uh, trendy these days so um, uh, yeah you got all of the salamis and and uh, pepperonis and cheeses and fruits and all laid out um, those are of course real fashionable and uh, uh, but uh, the casseroles are always great um, uh, things that you can you can prep you can do them even the day before cook them uh, keep them and stage them in an oven where it's hot, and then put them out right as the guests are arriving. And there's, there's really nothing to you. Don't have pots and pans that you have to wash, and you're you're you're, uh, you know, scrambling at the last minute. Breads, uh, things that you can just simply warm up. Uh, even pizza, you know, things like that. Um, those are great. Chips and dips, of course, are, or um, uh, one of my favorites. But uh, chips and dips has kind of grown up and become sophisticated. Um, you know, now we have hummus and, and, uh, have you ever had a, um, uh, a mediterranean dip called baba ganoush it's uh, a smoked eggplant
1: no but i went to high school with him i think
3: yeah <laughs> <laughs> he owns a was a deli down on fondren doesn't he you know so uh, old baba yeah, so, uh,
1: <laughs> yeah he was he was a uh, left guard on the football team i think yeah <laughs> <laughs> so uh, but yeah with
3: the uh, uh, Baba ghanoush is one of my favorites. That with hummus and and uh, pizza bread that you can warm up and, and a little, uh, brush it with a little olive oil and boy, that's it. Seems like it goes real fast. People always enjoy it.
1: This has been Greg Burlocker. He's our executive producer here on the show. He's our favorite foodie. And he earned that title, as you can tell. Greg, it's always a joy and a pleasure to visit with you. All the best to you and your family this Christmas, and Happy New Year, too. Oh, oh, good luck to your Aggies, too, especially in basketball. Didn't they lose a game the other night? (laughs) Who did they lose to?
3: It was, uh, uh, let's see, the colors were purple and white. It must have been
0: (laughs) Kansas State, I think. Go, (laughs) Frogs! Well, Merry Christmas to you, too. Life is short. Grill while you can. Randy will be right back with more food and fun after this break.
1: Randy Hames here, proud to introduce you to Belleville Meat Market, just 15 minutes south of Hempstead and 15 minutes north of Seely on Highway 36 in Belleville. My good friends Jared and Marcus Poffenberger operate Belleville Meat Market, an old-fashioned butcher shop with superior products and great customer service. There's always a butcher on site at Belleville Meat Market, and their new processing plant is right next door. Hunters, a computer tracking system will follow your venison, wild hog, or exotics through every step of the process to ensure you get your meat your way. At Belleville Meat Market, you can pick and choose the cuts of beef, pork, or chicken you want, and they feature 28 flavors of pecan smoked sausage. Plus, Belleville Meat Market only uses lean pork in their sausage, so you get more meat and less fat. Tailgaters, drop by on your way to the game and get just what you need to feed your crew. Belleville Meat Market, just 15 minutes south of Hempstead and 15 minutes north of Seeley on Highway 36 in Belleville. Visit BellevilleMeatMarket.com or call 979-865-5782. It's Randy Hames again. Everybody needs a video or a new website or help in managing their social media. And my company, Edgewater Digital, can help. We help small businesses navigate the intimidating world of digital marketing. You've got a business to run, and you don't have time or expertise to build and maintain your website all by yourself, and you certainly don't have time to generate content for it. And when's the last time you had an extra hour or two to manage your company's internet ads or social media accounts? Like, never, right? Well at Edgewater Digital, that's what we do. We have a talented web design team who've built a number of incredibly successful websites for companies large. and small. Need content too? No problem. Edgewater can provide copywriting, photography, and videography services to enhance the content on your website, email marketing, or even social media. We're a full-service digital marketing solution with a track record of success. Call us today at 832-500-4272 or see our website edgewater-digital.com. Hey guys, Randy Hames here to tell you about my good friend Rick Allspa at the original Allspa's Hardware and Boutique in Kingwood. I've known Rick for years, and he's one of the finest Christian men I've ever met, but he's also got a dynamite hardware store at 2720 Westlake Houston Parkway in Kingwood. The original Allspa's Hardware and Boutique has everything you'd expect to find in a top-of-the-line hardware store, but with the personal service that's missing from the big-box stores. The original Allspaugh's Hardware and Boutique has tools and automotive, lawn and garden, electrical and plumbing paint and hardware all under one roof but rick is also an avid backyard chef so the original all Spas hardware and boutique features a complete barbecue pit house, from gas to charcoal grills to fryers and steamers they've got it all at the original all Spas hardware and boutique they even offer grill maintenance and repair visit their website allspas.com or just drop by and see for yourself the original all Spas hardware and boutique at 2720 west lake houston parkway in kingwood Boyd's One Stop, the name says it all. If you like seafood, you'll love Boyd's. Conveniently located at the base of the Texas City Dyke, Boyd's One Stop has bait, tackle, fresh seafood, and even a restaurant all at 227 Dike Road. If you fish Galveston Bay, Boyd's is the one and only stop for everything you need. There's a reason why they're called the live shrimp capital of Texas, but they've also got lots of finger mullet, croaker, plus fresh dead shrimp, shad, and squid. Plus, Boyd's has tackle galore, ice and ice chests, and cold drinks and snacks. Just need fresh fish for a family seafood feast? The freshest seafood, like table shrimp, live blue crab, and crawfish when in season, is in stock and ready for you at Boyd's. And if you're hungry right now, check out Boyd's Cajun Grill Express right next door, with a wide Variety of breakfast, lunch, and dinner items like crawfish, oyster po'boys, and fried seafood platters. Boyd's One Stop—the name says it all. Two twenty-seven Dyke Road, at the base of the Texas City Dyke.
0: May the forks be with you. This is the Boyd Seafood Outdoor Cooking Show. Boyd's One Stop is located at the base of the Texas City Dyke. Now here's the guy who turns all the grills on, Randy Hames.
1: Some friends are just acquaintances, but this guy is what I'd call lifelong. It's Fred Olson, my Hudson and Harrigan show radio partner for 30 years. How are you, my friend? Uh, you know, I'm I'm doing really good,
5: friend. I really am for the holiday season. And, <laughs> and uh, we're watching it. There, there's a Faith Hills uh, special called Joy to the World. I don't know if you've ever seen it, uh-uh. but we watched that the other night and I said, you know what? If that doesn't put you in the spirit, nothing will. So if you get a chance to see it, uh, it's Faith Hill's Joy to the World, it was done, I think, in 08. Ah. Might have been 08, yeah.
1: Well, I'm looking forward to 1883 with Faith Hill and Tim McGraw. I am... Two,
5: I mean, I I love on stage, she's just an angel. I don't know about her acting ability, but we'll find
1: out. Yeah, we will. Well, you know, I've known you since back when you had hair on your upper lip, and you've known me since back when I had hair on my upper head, so we've known each other a long time, haven't we?
5: (laughs) Well, we've we've been through a lot of... I remember the Christmas, I woke up, we were living on... In, in Meadows, Texas, and I said, "I gotta call Randy." I said, "How you doing?" Party he goes. I got water coming through my ceiling. <laughs> I <just laughs> "Frozen."
1: Yeah, that was a delightful Christmas morning. And you know, the next Christmas morning, it was eighty-two degrees. <laughs> <laughs>
5: <laughs> I, I just—I never forgot that, and I said, "I want—I checked my water; mine's frozen too. I better get a hair dryer and get up <laughs> here and thaw uh, my pipes." And
1: but I remember I came down and even borrowed water from you just so we could flush toilets. Yeah, those are the days. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll talk about that in greater detail. We're going to do that on next week's show. Okay. As a matter of fact. Okay. But this is the last show before Christmas. So, what did you ask from Santa Claus?
5: You know what? Peace on earth. And I'm not kidding. Uh, I've got everything I need. I don't need another anything. I've I've got everything I need. I'm so blessed. I just hope people will settle down and stop watching the news. Wow, well,
1: I, I hear that. Could you talk to my wife, please? <laughs> <laughs> I think I'm going to get a new pair of headphones, which, by the way, I desperately need. The, the, pair, the pair I'm wearing right now leave little particles of foam and stuff on my head. They're they're pretty old. They're kind of falling apart. Oh, yeah. As a matter of fact, they only work in one ear. But then again, I only work in one ear, too. of <laughs> <laughs> Hey, thanks. You know,
5: I'll be I'll be here all week. <laughs> Try the veal. So, chip the waitresses, all right?
1: <laughs> so when you think back on Christmas gifts you received as a child, which one do you remember most fondly, Fred? I remember uh,
5: it was one year. We we lived in, the, in a little logging town in Oregon. So there weren't stores around. So you really didn't, we didn't really have big Christmases. We We did not have a lot. But one year, my mother put a, a little paper bag under the Christmas tree. Uh-huh. And I thought, what is that? It can't be much. And it was a watch. Wow! It was of all things a Timex watch, and I was thrilled to death. And so I remember that was the one. The unsuspecting package. uh, It's probably just you know a pair of underwear, (laughs) something like that, or some socks, you know. And but it was that one, and that really stood out. Um, Yeah, that that was one of them. That was probably one of my favorites. And I had to have been nine, ten years old.
1: My parents were certainly not well-off either, but my dad worked really hard. He was a banker. He was also in the Army Reserve on the weekends and uh, two weeks out of the summer. And between those two, he made a pretty good living. We lived in a nice house and had a nice car. Only one car until i was about 12 or 13 i remember that but at any rate the christmas gift that really knocked my lights out was a portable tv of my very own wow yes it was black and white <laughs> <laughs> but, but i was about nine or ten years old and i think i think what it really came down to was my folks were just tired of having to watch the shows i wanted to watch <laughs> So they gave me a TV so I'd go to my room and leave them alone and let them watch what they wanted to watch, and it worked, (laughs) but I I don't want to take a chance here on Bev overhearing us, so I won't ask you what you're getting her for Christmas, but what gift have you given her in the past that she especially loved? Give us some good ideas let's see
5: what have i given her um, other than the diamond ring when i asked her to marry me that's her favorite gift um, what i used to do back when we were working and making a living yes uh, and had <laughs> you know money coming in every couple of weeks yes <laughs> i would hang a card or different cards on the trees with her name on them and they would be three different destinations that whichever one she picked we would go to. Wow. Whether it was, you know, a trip here, a trip there. And it wasn't like, you know, to Beijing or anything. <laughs> a nice trip in a nice place. And and uh I would say these three, pick any one of these three. And then I would plan it. And she just like if I plan anything, you know, women usually do the planning in the household. So oh yeah. If I say we're gonna go here, we're gonna do this and do this, she loves it. 'Cause it takes it all off her shoulders. So I think doing those things was, was a lot of fun. I really do now we've we've gotten to the point where we have so much stuff. Yeah. And it happens, you know. The, if you the old thing, if you build it, they will come. if If you put up a barn, you will fill it. And, uh,
1: so. Well, there's no danger of me building a barn anytime soon. I don't think the backyard's big enough.
5: i, I think I think the best the best thing I ever got her was a deer blind. She loves that deer blind, just loves it. So that was probably the best thing I ever got her. Next to the wedding ring,
1: so. I think that says a whole lot about your wife that she loves a deer blind. Oh man, she loves that <laughs> thing. Just loves that. My wife is impossible to shop for. I just gave up trying to surprise her for Christmas uh, uh, many, many years ago. In fact, I believe it was the year that I bought her a matching silk nightgown and robe set yeah and all she said to me was did you save the receipt <laughs> that's when i gave up and just let her pick out her own christmas gift
5: you know i i guess i, I learned early in life buying women clothes is a real crap shoot yeah it's a crap yeah. and uh, you go i'd like to see this on you and they'll go okay <laughs> you know and I don't, i'm not talking lingerie i'm just talking clothing lingerie that's a whole other show but you know what I'm saying is you'd be careful and go I bought you this fabulous blouse and they'll go oh my goodness where am I going to wear that and then they feel like they have to
1: so <laughs> I'll use it when I wash the car <laughs> well I'll, I'll tell you what
5: guys if you're listening jewelry is never wrong
1: that's true ever <laughs> ever yeah go see our good friend Brad Marks at IW Marks besides we spend all our time trying to find really cool stuff for our grandson Liam anyway so that brings up another question right there what are you going to get your grandkids for Christmas.
5: Well, you'll love this. Now, my granddaughter, uh, Elia, Elia Grace, is 11 now and she's booking uh, on camera and voiceover already. Wow. I'm serious. Wow. And so, we started getting her acting lessons Ah. so she can, you know, become a better, you know, presence and and all. And I actually recorded an audition with her for Clifford the Big Red Dog at the studio I have at the ranch. Ah. How cool was that? My, My granddaughter's in the booth and I'm telling her, Now do what you would do or do this. You know, like we used to, you direct people, you know how to do it. And and I've been directed by a thousand different directors. So I was able to have her really come up with a great little audition. Now she didn't get that part, but she got some other things from that, but it was just really cool. Now the other, the boys are into sports, man, huge, big time. So any kind of sports gear, football, um, I talked to Michael. I said, what, what, what about getting the boys into golf? He goes too expensive. Yeah. Uh, he's, a, he's a minister. <laughs> Ministers do not make a lot of money yeah. to sustain things like that. So it's like, uh, so we'll, we'll, we'll do stuff along the, the sports thing and, uh, and some toys and stuff like that. But, uh, I, yeah, I think we'll go with that. We'll go with whatever, you know, will we'll maybe advance, especially the, the granddaughter, her, her learning abilities, uh, if they need like little computers or iPads, things like that, that they can use strictly for that. Yeah, that's where I'd go.
1: Well, we're going to give Liam one of those pitching nets where it uh, it simulates the strike zone. Oh, yeah. And then he can stand back at the proper distance, and then he tries to throw and hit either the inside corner low or the outside corner in the middle of the strike zone, whatever it happens to be, because he's a pitcher. And so I think he's going to love that.
5: Oh, that's great, man. Yeah, it's just it's fun stuff to get him outside and get him uh, you know, active and throwing at something, because these days it's – Kids are just inside and on their uh, devices, and um, it, it gets a little crazy. So, yeah, that's my grandkids. They go, come on, Papa, let's go play football, or let's go outside, or come on, let's go outside. They always want to go outside, which I love, so I want to cultivate that in them.
1: Well, let me give you some advice, Fred. While they're small enough to play football, go ahead and do it now because you're going to get too old and they're going to get too big. It's already happened with me and Liam. He he and I play football now. He runs right through my tackles. I can't stop the kid.
5: Well, you can always still throw the ball and that's the key. You sort of throw it. Throw, yep. so, sure yeah. is. Yeah.
1: Well, hey, we've once again run out of time before we ran out of things to talk about. So I'm going to let you go, but I want you to be prepared. Next week we're going to talk about our long careers on the radio together, okay?
5: I well that's easy. You know if you if you uh, just tell your own story, you don't need
0: notes, right? We hope you've enjoyed this edition of the Boyd Seafood Outdoor Cooking Show. Send us your burning questions and favorite recipes in a private message on our Facebook page, The Outdoor Cooking Show, or visit our website, theoutdoorcookingshow.com. Join us next week for more tasty food and fun over a red-hot grill on the Boyd Seafood Outdoor Cooking Show. How's about cooking something